back to the Nebraska Wedding Podcast. I'm Kelly LaFleur, your host. I own Lacework Films, a wedding videography company here in Omaha, Nebraska. And this is episode five. I am so excited that we have made it to this point. Actually, I'm really excited because I have episodes recorded to get us through July right now if I keep releasing them weekly. Um, is this something that you guys would want to listen to more than once a week? Let me know, because at the rate that I've been laying down tracks and interviewing people, it is, we could definitely start releasing them twice a week if you guys are interested. So let me know. And yes, I will be doing an episode on my story and my business and everything like that coming soon. But honestly, I've had a lot of people ask, and that just really wasn't at the top of my priority list. I really wanted to start showcasing all of you. So that is why I have yet to share my story, but don't worry, it'll happen. I'm thinking it would be a good episode 10, good celebration episode. So thank you guys for listening once again. I Every week, I love getting your feedback on who's listened to the episode, what they've learned, who they want to listen to next. So, And the biggest way that I'm finding people interacting is on Instagram as well as Facebook. So if you haven't, go ahead and give the podcast a follow. It's at Nebraska Wedding Podcast on Instagram. And I would love if you could comment on today's episode's post and let me know who you are and where you're listening from. And if you're a vendor or a couple, I would love to know who's listening and how to better serve you guys. Another thing that I've been getting asked a lot is, how can I help with the podcast? Well, honestly, right now we're doing grassroots. It's really small. And while small, but holy cow, you guys are super engaged and loyal listeners and super enthusiastic. So if you want to help, I would love if you could leave a review either on iTunes or you can comment on Instagram, different things like that, or um, take a screenshot of your phone or wherever you're listening to it and post it. Post it on Facebook, post it on Instagram, let your followers know that you're listening to it. And honestly, it'll just help us share the word with everyone that this is out here because so far from everyone who has listened, I really appreciate it and I know you guys are really enjoying it. All right, last thing before we get to the episode. I have a lot of listeners who have been asking about things going on in the Nebraska area for weddings and would love some recommendations. So if you have an event coming up in May, June, July, August, honestly, the rest of 2019, and you're advertising it, whether it is for wedding vendors or for engaged couples or for couples in general, let me know. I would love to highlight your event and put it out here um, and let people know that it's happening. So for today's episode, I am super excited about our guest. She is incredibly sweet, super talented, and I am thankful that I've been able to get to know her over the last year or so, and I can't wait for you guys to meet Alex Miller. All right. Hi, everyone. We are here today with Alex Miller. She is a florist and owns the business Tight and True, and so I'm so excited to have her here to talk about all things floral and how she got started in business and all of those things. So hi, Alex. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Kelly? I'm good. Good. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Uh, So let's kick it off, and I just want you to introduce yourself to our listeners. Maybe give them a little bit of like your elevator pitch, like quick synopsis of what you do. Hello, I'm Alex Miller. I own Tide and True. I'm a wedding event florist, so I don't do daily delivery or that sort of thing. 
I do the occasional pop-up shop and wreaths, but I just really stay busy with weddings is my main thing I do, I guess. I've been doing floral since 2012, but opened Tide and True on my own in October 2017. Awesome. Fantastic. And I feel like since you started in 2017, you've just kind of made a splash. Yeah, I was not expecting to be as busy as I was when I first started. Um, I've been doing flowers on the side for couples since 2012. My first, I mean, I just kind of jumped right in with friends and family and then friends and family would tell their friends and family and I just grew, which I'm very thankful for. So, Have you always been in floral or maybe give us a little bit of the backstory on like how you got to this point? Yeah. So I actually, my first job ever was as a baker and I worked next door to a floral shop. Um, I always just went in to the shop after work. And then when I was sick of working as a baker, I, the, the gal that owned the shop next to the bakery offered a job, just offered me a job to sweep the floors, run the registers, clean the cooler, which I was really excited about. And then she taught me a lot of what I know. Then I moved to a different shop and another gal taught me, I'd say most of what I know about wedding work, Um, I was there for about four years and then went back to school to get my bachelor's. Um, I didn't think I wanted to do floral ever again. I kind of reached not a burnout point, but I just was ready for something new after, uh, gosh, five, six years already. Um, So I looked at other jobs. Um, I'm an art major. I got a bachelor's degree in studio art. So I was looking to actually work with anthropology. I'd interned with them and was set up to work for them out of state. And then that fell through at the last minute, actually. So spent a summer looking for jobs all over the country, and it just didn't, I didn't get a job, to be completely honest. I just, I can't tell you how many jobs I applied for, but I didn't get another one. So I always knew I could do flowers, and school started, the school year started in 2017, and I just thought, well, if I don't do it, if I don't do it now, I'm never going to know. So I started working on just like a business uh, proposal, I guess is the word. Um, A logo I designed myself and I just jumped right in, started an Instagram, went public with my business and the rest, I mean, the rest is history. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. So at that point where you switched from art to back to floral, what was that like for you starting a business and kind of, I mean, had you had business experience? No. <laughs> Most of us don't. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm quite young. Um, so, yeah, I, just, I knew it would be hard just talking to others who had owned their own businesses. I, I knew it was hard. I, I knew it was going to be harder than I even thought. But then it was when I actually started, it was harder than the hard I thought it was going to be. Um, And I'm a one-woman show, so I don't have any employees. If I do have a larger wedding, I hire freelance work or freelance help, excuse me, um, just to help get the wedding done. Um, Just even the behind the scenes. I don't love the behind the scenes work. I don't know what business owner loves to do numbers and paperwork. I love to just do the flowers. So I just wasn't expecting that to be as time consuming as it is just because I've never done it. When I worked in a shop, I showed up and I did the flowers. That's what I did. And my boss handled the rest, but now I'm the boss. So I do it all. But I'm so grateful to be able to do that. And I truly 
how I know I love my job is that I would wake up every morning and do it for free. I would totally, I would do it for free. I can't because it's my livelihood, but I would. That's how I know I love my job. That is such a good point. Yeah, that's awesome. That's amazing. So looking forward, what is 2019 bringing you as far as events and weddings? What are some things that you're looking forward to? Yes, I have 41 weddings and events this year. So this is a big year for me. Very, very, very thankful for the business. I'm still able to take time off. Um, I didn't want to book 52 and and have a wedding every weekend, but I'm very thankful to my clients and couples who have reached out and hired me. So beyond what, I mean, it is mainly weddings. I do events. When I say events, it's like baby showers that I do several arrangements for, or I've done a couple birthday parties already this year, like 50th birthday parties where they rent a space. So I don't just do weddings. Um, And then I'm also actually um, starting a new service within my company, I guess. So I get the question all the time, Alex, what do I do? with my flowers when I'm done when the wedding's over what do I do with them what do I do with my bouquet do I just hang it upside down and dry it do I take it to a preservation and get it freeze dried and put in a shadow box whatever and I do have a couple people in that I, I don't preserve them as far as freeze dry or hang upside down but I've been actually for the past five months been experimenting with pressing flowers so I've had my husband build me some presses and actually you can now bring your bouquet back to me or we order a bit more and I just, you can keep your bouquet and do what you want with it, but I'll keep the flowers that were in it and I press them for you. I arrange them in a frame and deliver it to you. It's a more modern look than just a dried bouquet sitting out on your shelf or something in a shadow box. Um, so I just wanted something to do something more modern. I've seen it done before. I just wanted to learn to do that myself. I've just not seen it done a lot in the Midwest. So that's why I wanted to offer that service now. That is what, yeah, that's such a cool idea. And that's something that is a keepsake. You mm-hmm. can yeah. put it anywhere in your house. You don't have to be like, oh, will this match the decor mm-hmm. of this room or whatever? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that's a great idea. Yeah, very cool. All right. So what are a couple things about you personally outside of your business that your client, if they find you on Instagram or something like that, what would be something that they wouldn't know about you? The first thing that comes to mind is I get this question all the time is that I must be really great with plants and gardening and growing my own things, which I am not. I do not have a green thumb which may be surprising and that doesn't make me a bad florist because the flowers are already cut when they arrive at my place or I go pick them up. So I have quite the black thumb. I can't keep anything alive. I have plants, but they die a lot. (laughs) Um, Oh, something else about me. I, I love to travel, love to camp, be outdoors and camping like in a tent, not a camper kind of thing. Um, Gosh, those are the first two things I can think of. I love to take walks. <laughs> I'm a daily walker. Yep. You're a nature person. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Flowers and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Where Where are some of your favorite places that you've traveled or camped? Colorado, Oregon, good old Nebraska. <laughs> not not very many places here, but um, just nice parks here to just set up a tent and camp and hike and hang out. One of the things that I really like to touch on with everyone is talking about 
the mistakes that we've made because I think it's important that we're all open with each other about it because I think there can be the paralysis when you're entering the wedding industry that no one else is making a mistake or you make a mistake and you're like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. We're human. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what are a couple things, one or two scenarios that have occurred in your business that you feel like has really made you understand your client better or serve your client better? The first thing that comes to mind is I, it was last September. I did a wedding the bride wanted, she was wonderful. She wanted all whites and hated roses. One of my, and a lot of my brides actually don't like roses, which is totally fine. So we did a, we just picked other flowers. The one of the flowers that was throughout the entire wedding is called Lysianthus. It's beautiful, but it's very delicate. So I got all this Lysianthus in for her wedding. Sat overnight in my cooler before I did any, any of the bouquets on Friday. I do I do most of the work the day before, so it's freshest. And I go down over my cooler and all of the Lysianthus is brown and wilted. Yeah. I panicked. Like, called my wholesale rep, called other reps that I didn't even have a connection with just to get more Lysianthus in. And no one had white. There were purple, there was pink, but no white. And there was no color in this wedding. So I'm panicking, spent the whole day just trying to track down Lysianthus. I was going to drive as far as Grand Island to get some just to see if another florist had any. No one had any. And I couldn't get a hold of the bride all day. So I I knew the personal attendant. So I called the personal attendant to tell her. I'm like, hey, just so you know, I told her the situation. And she's, I was like, can I talk to the bride? She's like, oh, I don't, I don't think now's a good time. She's kind of stressed out. I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? So I just had to make the executive decision. I went and talked to my local guy here and we had to do some roses and the bridesmaids bouquets. And then we ended up doing calla lilies in her bouquet. And I just prayed and hoped that that would be okay. I finally got a hold of the bride late that night and she, she was very, very kind. She said, I understand. I said, I, I, it's mother, you know, sometimes with mother nature, with fresh, real flowers, that happens and that had never happened to me in the six at that time six years I'd been doing this so delivered the wedding and she of course it all it went fine I stressed and didn't sleep that night (laughs) for nothing um she loved everything and I try I don't say this a lot but I try to remind my brides and clients and grooms that It's mother, you know, with mother nature, you might, you're not going to get as white as a piece of paper, white flower, if you're ordering white. If you want blush, sometimes that blush comes in more coral colored or more, more pink or more purpley even sometimes. So I try, after that experience, (laughs) I included that in my contract. Mother nature is who she is (laughs) and that I will just do the best I can to fix that mistake should that happen. It hasn't happened again, of course, since September. But that's the biggest one that sticks out to me is just I had to totally save face and fix it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, that stress. Yeah. The night, you know, like the, the night unknown. before. The night before. It's just Yeah. It's and with insane. fresh flowers, I can't, I can't do it on Monday. I can't start your wedding on Monday if yep. your wedding's Saturday because yep. the flowers will be dead by the day of your wedding. So I do them the day before so that they're the freshest and the best looking. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. 
What an experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so getting further into you and your business and everything, how would you describe your style? I would say the first word, first and maybe not only word, but is gardeny. I don't even know if that is a word, but I'm going to say it is. We're making it work. Yeah. I love bouquets that look just freshly picked. Whether And whether that is more than we go towards a wild style or a more polished and clean look, I just love it to look gardeny. I don't, I don't work with artificial or fake flowers, just something that I prefer not to work with, so I don't. If I have a bride looking for a blue flower, I look for a natural blue flower, such as delphidium or blue hydrangea that's natural. If flowers are dyed, then there's always the chance that with it being cut and then in water, it'll bleed and it could get on the bride's hands and then on her dress. And we don't want that. So terrifying. Natural and gardeny, but beyond that, I just, I, I love a more modern asymmetrical look. I love a wild and more full of greenery look. I love a more minimal look. I try not to give just one type of style. I, I love, I'm open and love all. So yeah. So this winter, I had the pleasure of attending one of your wreath making workshops at Hutch, and that was super fun. So maybe walk us through what inspired you to do that, what, how that went for you, and just kind of what that whole experience was like. Yeah. So again, just back to my main source of business is wedding, our weddings and events. But then when I first opened, I thought, okay, well, how am I going to stay busy through the winter se- months? Because wedding season is really April to October, some November. And I mean, I, I say there's no rules. I personally got married in December. I know you did too. Yep, exactly. I love a winter wedding. I think they can be really cozy and romantic, but they're just not as popular in the Midwest because of the weather. Yes. So I thought, what can I do to create this source of income throughout the winter months? I personally really love wreaths. I It was the one thing I really did not like making when I worked in formal shops. But, but looking back on it, it was because I used fake oh, artificial okay. materials. And I love fresh winter greens, smell so good. I love winter berries, just all the winter elements. I don't, in my wreaths, I guess I do have a specific style when it comes to wreaths. I don't really do anything with glitter or flashy or blingy I just I love a natural looking wreath that looked like you went out and foraged in your backyard and got winter clippings off your tree and you made it at home so all my wreaths are hand tied handmade I don't I'm just a one woman show again I do it all myself days leading up to a market or I prepare everything for a workshop so I try to do one to two winter markets a year and sell wreaths and once they're gone they're gone And then this past year was the first year I did workshops, which I was really, I just, I didn't know if I wanted to do, I'm not, I don't think I'm the best teacher, but I've heard it went well, so that's good. But I just, I had all the supplies ready and I led the big group and we made our own wreaths, which turned out great, I thought. They did. And ours lasted forever. Yeah. They stay green a long time. They stay green for a really (laughs) long time. So if you need a wreath that's going to stay green all winter, Next winter, you'd have to check out Alex's work. do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fun. Okay, so back to weddings. So a lot of us, as we're starting to talk with couples, we have the chance to educate them on our craft and everything like that. Um, 
And sometimes they're getting conflicting advice from national sources or Pinterest right. or oh, even yeah. Instagram, you know, <laughs> or anything like that. So mm-hmm. what would be a couple things that you wish your clients knew? I guess I'm not sure if there's one specific thing about floral design. But yeah, you brought up Pinterest and I love and hate Pinterest. I have a very Let's big love and, love and hate relationship with Pinterest. I love it because... I love that clients and couples can get so many different ideas in an idea of what they like, colors, different textures and flowers, shapes, whatever that are out there. But Pinterest can be misleading because some bouquets might look real, but it might be an artificial bouquet. I just recently had a bride show me a picture of a rose that she really wanted, but she wanted it real. And it was an ombre rose and it was pink at the base and red at the top, which can be done naturally, but dyed. And again, I, I don't personally work with dyed flowers, so we couldn't do that. But Pinterest is just sometimes misleading as far as budgets too. I've been on there, that dreaded B word, I've been on there and there've been articles about DIY weddings and you can certainly do DIY. I my I didn't have a huge budget for my wedding, so I try to be very budget friendly when I can be to other couples. But it just can be misleading because a full wedding of full florals isn't unfortunately isn't cheap. And I think Pinterest sometimes paints this picture that it can be cheap. Yes. <laughs> or they give the image and not the dollar sign that goes along right. with it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh man. So as far as budget, how has that been for you, whether it's setting your prices, figuring mm-hmm. out what couples really want, or kind of setting the expectations for them? Mm-hmm. So I don't have a minimum. And what I mean by that is if you're a couple that is just looking for a, b- a bouquet and a boutonniere or two boutonnieres or just one bouquet and you don't want to put anything on the groom or, or bride that's totally fine. I can do just a bouquet. I can do just two boutonnieres. I can do just one of something. (laughs) Or if you're looking for centerpieces, an arbor floral arrangement, aisle things, eight bridesmaids, eight groomsmen, that kind of thing, I can do the full hefty big wedding also. But I think, I just don't think people anticipate the cost of floral. It's, they're not cheap, unfortunately. Um, Greenery is a cheaper way to go, but even some greenery isn't the cheapest. So we just, I just try to work with, that's a conversation I have right away is, is, is there a budget? What is the budget? And then I try to just say, okay, well, based on the pictures you showed me, we may be over or great. I think we'll be right at your budget or, hey, we might even be under. Oh, budget. Yeah, <laughs> the conversations we all have, and that money's not an awkward thing to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, besides floral design, because you've talked about rentals and setting up, and you know everything like that, what would be something that you would like your clients to know as far as you and your business as a whole? I just, I just try to be really relatable. Again. I love my bigger budget weddings, but I just, I think back to when I got married in 2013 and I didn't have a big budget. My husband and I helped pay for some of our wedding. My mom's a single mom and she did what she could, but I just try to be relatable and I just, your wedding day is so important and it's equally as important to me. I want it to go smoothly. I want everything to look flawless. It's going to be in a lot of pictures. Um, Something that 
I'm trying to be better about for my business in 2019 is just I've just realized how big of I hate to say a waste there's a lot of waste in the wedding industry though and for my business personally I'm trying I'm starting to get out of non-eco-friendly mechanics for an arbor for example or an armature for a bouquet or a centerpiece I'm just starting to go more green I guess and so just trying to remember your wedding day is so important but it's it's also the marriage that's really really important important. yeah yeah the wedding is just a day I hate to say that but it is and it's beautiful and I hope you have pictures and video to look back on and watch and I will say I wish I had video at my wedding so (laughs) yep hire (laughs) Kelly (laughs) but just to focus on do do the wedding how you want to do I always say there's no rules if one of my couples is like oh don't don't we have to have a corsage on the moms or a boutonniere on the on the dads and that is important some some parents really want that but if you're wanting a almost $300 bouquet and your bo- then your budget doesn't allow for handwork the corsages and boutonnieres then just forego them you don't have to do anything anybody else did at their wedding you don't have to have favors you don't have to have programs you it's your wedding there are just no rules and yeah. that's something I'm really, I guess, passionate about. Yes. Write, write your own wedding story. Write your own marriage story. I mean, you don't have to follow any rules. Yes. Mm-hmm. I agree wholeheartedly. So before we wrap up, I would love if you could tell us a little bit about your price range, your business, who you like to work with, et cetera. Okay. Price range, again, just going back to I don't have a minimum I, I've heard and I try to price myself more moderate. I am a one-woman show and I have seven years behind me of doing this. So that's where I guess a lot of just florists, um, I'll just speak for some florists, we, we price ourselves based on how many years we've been doing this. Um, honestly, the part of the country you live in helps. <laughs> the coasts are much pricier. So <laughs> a wedding on the East or West Coast is very expensive. But I'm happy to make any budget work. I lo- I love the big budgets again. Let's do. Let's ha- let's hang some flowers from the ceiling. Let's deck the church or ceremony space out in floral. But I also I'm just even even if you have the biggest budget in the land, I again back back to just trying to go more green and be more eco-friendly. I say if okay, if we're going to have a big arbor piece behind you too at the ceremony let's try to see that at this reception too I don't know maybe you yeah maybe you have an uncle that wants a job or maybe your groom has some friends that aren't groomsmen and they want a job and they want to load the arbor in their truck and take it to the reception before people get there let's let's reuse that $300 floral element at your reception too let's just get the most bang for your buck I try to do that um but I mean, we can do whatever you want. <laughs> I'll say that. You're flexible. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Try to be very flexible. What makes me different is that I'm young. Um, I'm in my mid to late 20s. And when I started doing flowers, I was the youngest gal in the shop. Um, and then a, another gal my age was hired. And I don't think she does flowers anymore, but it's more common now. And I think with social media, of course, you just you get to see other um, makers and vendors that are your age or doing your kind of thing but when I started floral in 2012 I that I know knew of I was the youngest and 
I just that element of relatability to my couples I think just helps me kind of gives me an edge um I'm able I'm not I'm not in a shop I have a little basement studio in my home and so I'm able to travel and I can meet you if we want if you want to sit in your basement and go over all your decorations so we can make sure the floral elements match I'm happy to come to your place we can meet at a coffee shop you're welcome to come to my place too if you want so I just try to be I guess relatable is what I really strive to be I was just gonna say like I think this is such a great I think your podcast is a really great tool to have. I, I mean, genuinely, because I don't, one of my favorite things to do is sit down and read a magazine. Yes. I don't have time to do that. I just don't. I don't have time to watch my shows even. And I'm in my car all the time, personally. I'm sure other vendors are driving to meetings, driving from location to location, location scouting. Totally. All that. And brides, too, and grooms on their way to work, on their way to a meeting with a vendor. You can listen to their this podcast and kind of get to know more about them before you meet them face-to-face or listen before you even set up a meeting. And if you don't think you'd vibe with them, don't go, I guess. I don't yeah, know. I, I mean, think that's a big thing that needs to be talked about is, like, there are so many people that do so many things in the wedding industry that if you love someone's work, but if you don't vibe with them as a person... Mm-hmm. That's important. I think it's very important. I think yeah. you keep looking. Don't feel pigeonholed mm-hmm. into working with someone right. that you don't feel great with. Right. On the flip side of that, though, let us know you've moved on. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> also that. Yes. Please don't ghost us. Yes. <laughs> Please just let us know. That's all we want to know is mm-hmm. just that you have found someone else and that you were taken care mm-hmm. of. Yeah. That's it. Because if I have an un, if I've replied with here's my pricing sheet, what I start at, and if I don't hear back from you and then I've booked with someone else and then you come back to me two months later, I'm so sorry, but I've already booked someone else. And as a one woman show, I can really only take two two to three weddings a weekend if I'm feeling crazy (laughs) feeling like you really want to work those feeling like I don't want to sleep that weekend (laughs) but yeah we just I I would just say to couples and clients listening like we really we really care (laughs) we really care about you and all I mean I feel like I speak for all vendors when I say that we really care about you we really care about your wedding we want to make sure it's the best day of your life we want you to feel the most important because you should be on your wedding day. What bride or groom doesn't want to feel the most important? Yes, I don't agreed. know one that doesn't. No. Yeah. That's the goal. <laughs> goal is ultimately good marriage afterwards, mm-hmm. but make you feel as special as yeah. possible on mm-hmm. your wedding day. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So before we wrap everything up, if you could tell everyone where we can find you and yes. how they can get in contact with you. Yes. I'm on Instagram. My handle is at Tied and True Floral. It's Tied and True, not Tried and True. But I'm also have a website www.tiedandtruefloral.com, and I'm on the Knot. Awesome. If you want to check their website out and search Tied and True, fantastic. Yeah. And as always, reviews and everything will be. Yeah, reviews are on, on there. You can scroll through those. You can. My, my Instagram is my profile or my portfolio. Excuse me. Um, that's where I post. All the pics of all the bouquets and boutonnieres and centerpieces. So, yeah, reach out to me. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming and talking all things floral and business. And we'll chat soon. Sounds great. Thanks, Kelly. All right. Is anyone else getting tired of how I end episodes? I've got to figure something else out. But, oh, man. Um, Alex was so great to talk to. Her love and passion for all things floral is just so 
evident in every conversation that I have with her and her warm spirit and her heart for her couples. She really cranks out those weddings, but guys, you are not going to feel like a number if you are one of her clients. When she was talking about her love of travel and camping, it just really made me want to get outside this summer and go camping, even though I am not a camper. So she can really like, you know, talk you into anything. I, yeah, me and camping are not friends. My husband wants us to camp, but I don't, I think I need indoor plumbing. But anyway. All right, guys, it's been another week. I can't wait to hear from you guys soon and have a great week. Good luck to you weekend warriors getting those weddings on. It's busy season, I know. So let me know if you guys need any help with anything, uh, whether it is podcast wise or video wise, I'm happy to help. So, oh my gosh. And before I forget, are any one of you bachelor, bachelorette nerds like I am? Because the bachelorette starts tonight. So let me know if you're watching. So that way I know who I can talk to about all things bachelorette. I'm pretty excited. Hannah should be fairly entertaining. So anyway. All right, guys. I'll talk to you next week. 